0: This episode is brought to you by Marketing Directive. Marketing Directive is your digi-marketing solution with a team of marketing specialists operating remotely to maximize your marketing levers and focus on your business objectives. Explore more at marketingdirective.co Welcome to All Things Small Biz, a podcast to help you take the leap and run your own business from someone who has done it themselves and wants to share what they learned with you. Hello and welcome to the All Things Small Biz podcast. My name is Sarah Hales, your host, and today we'll be talking about starting a small biz when you have a small baby. I have first-hand experience with this one, obviously. So first up, we'll talk about my experience with West of the Waves, and then we'll welcome in today's amazing guest, Chantelle from Boxy. There's a little bit of a trigger warning today in that in our episode, we do touch on some postnatal Anxiety and also just some general mental health issues. So I just wanted to warn you about that before we get into the episode. But first, Brian, will we kick things off?
1: Yeah. How are you going, Sarah?
0: Good, thanks. How are you?
1: Good, 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 good. good.
0: How was work today? Good. Just popped home to do a bit of podcasting and I was on the phone, so you were... A touch edgy that I wasn't ready.
1: No, that's all good.
0: I don't think my voice is still back to normal after I had that
1: bunk. Just when you get to reach your high notes. <laughs> Not going to do any opera.
0: Oh, goodness me. So, feedback. We've been continuing to get some beautiful feedback from our listeners.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Have you been enjoying a bit of feedback, Brian?
1: I have enjoyed some feedback. Uh, it's given me a bit of... Oh, a bit of vigour. A bit of vigour.
0: In what way, Brian?
1: Take him into the next level.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, good.
1: So, yeah, thanks, people.
0: You have been told that you are the talent, haven't you?
1: I have been told that people like to listen to me, yeah.
0: I would, I would like those people not to tell Brian.
1: Look, I don't have a big head or anything, but... <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Anyway, we'll move on. So, win of the week.
1: Win of the week. I completed my first reel.
0: You did. You did. So, we spoke with Tom from the Coli Hotel uh, on episode 10 mm-hmm. and Brian decided after that that he was going to make his first reel and he did. So, I will share that in our group, the All Things Small Biz family, so you can all enjoy.
1: I think it's had something like a million views.
0: Oh, come on. It was a few thousand. At least. A few thousand. <laughs> I've tried to up my reel game as well. I don't know how I'm going. What do you think, Brian?
1: Wow. Uh. Oh, I put the challenge out to you, yes. I
0: posted one today. Did you see it?
1: I haven't had a look at it, no.
0: You'll have to have a look at that one. At I'll work,
1: look. I do not get on social media. I work.
0: No, no. I understand that. So, why don't we jump into today's episode?
1: Rightio, and today's episode is starting a small business or starting a business with a small infant hanging off your hip.
0: An infant. That is correct. Jack was an infant.
1: All right. So, Sarah, how old was Jack when you started West of the Waves?
0: Well. uh,
1: Was it May or was it June?
0: He was six months.
1: Oh, so it was August. September. September. Oh, I was way out. Sorry, peeps. (laughs)
0: That's how much attention you pay.
1: So, he was six months old when you started West of the Waves. He was. When did you get the idea to start West of the Waves?
0: Oh, goodness me. I want. I, I had an idea to start an e-commerce business like ye- literally years before I actually did it. So, but West of the Waves. I've told the story a thousand times and I don't want to tell it again because I don't want to people. thousand and one people. won't hurt. No, no, I did it all backwards. I, I needed something for my mental health realistically i needed a a goal i needed something to be achieving so i built the website first then i came up with the name and then i found a product so when did i come up with the idea for west of the waves after i'd already built the business
1: yeah right eh? so today you've had a chat with Chantel, and it gets a little bit uh probably full on Compared to some of the other chats we've had.
0: A little deeper. Not full on
1: in a bad way, just like, yeah, a lot of emotion. and
0: Yeah, just a little deeper. um, Really discussing mental health, Mm -hmm. I guess, of new mums. And, uh, yeah, she is very open about her journey. And I guess in the process of researching uh, for our interview, I jumped on and I read Chantel's blog and what I realized when I was reading her blog was that it resonated with me on a much deeper level than I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And i probably even, I don't want to make light of anything because I know that um, mental health issues are extremely serious, but I think what I realized when I was reading her blog was that I probably in retrospect had some kind of postnatal anxiety undiagnosed. One of the things that really, really resonated with with me was she was talking about how anxious she would get in relation to, um, I guess, mortality. And, Things that have happened to me are the one and only time that you and I have ever left the children uh, for the night. For me, two weeks, well, probably longer from the – we decided that we were going to go to my cousin's wedding and we were going to leave the kids with your brother and his wife. Mm -hmm. And um, we made that decision about five months out from the wedding and we made those arrangements. And I think pretty much from then, from when we decided that we were going to have our first night away from them, I would have moments where I would think, oh, I'll just cancel. We won't go. I can't do it. Mm. Um, And it got worse and it got worse and it got worse right up until around two weeks before we were about to go. It hit almost fever pitch. I, you know, was having moments where I couldn't sleep. um, And, you know, we were going one hour down the road um somewhere that we've been before I'm quite a mathematical person so when you sort of start to look at the actual risks the time of day that we were travelling the people that we had in the car where we were going the risk was not necessarily that high but my reaction to being separated from my kids was out of control yeah you know this is probably this is probably something far deeper Than I would normally share But I guess the The silver lining And what what we're actually Talking about here is how The journey to starting A small business um, Actually helped both Chantel and I And gave us something to Funnel Our energy into and towards To build something
1: Uh, What was your support network like when you started West of the Waves, like who did you have around you other than me?
0: Well, you. <laughs> uh, the people that I lent on most heavily were probably you. And whilst you're great, mm-hmm. sometimes you're not great. Thank sometimes you. Sometimes the person that's closest to you doesn't really understand. I lent on my brother quite a lot. But realistically, my friends and family didn't necessarily understand what I was going through because A, they didn't have a newborn baby. B, um, they were not starting a small business. So I sort of had to go out and find myself a little bit of a support network. Fair enough. And I think that, uh, you know, the the beautiful people that we've had on our podcast as guests, they are those people. They are the support network that I have built around myself and that I now use to um, run things by, ask questions of, share things with Um. They are my people.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: So that leads me to my next question: mm-hmm. Do you think going through the emotions of having a baby mm-hmm. and then starting a new business was beneficial?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I've said it before that I wanted I wanted to start a small business before I had a family, before I was married, mm-hmm. but I never did. I only ever found um, the strength to do that after I'd started my family. So the two can't be separated for me. Um, they go hand in hand. So having a family gave me the drive to want to build something. My small business contributes to our family income. It, um, it helps me to feel like I'm contributing. It It makes me feel like I'm building something. I'm trying to set a good example for my children. Um, I want them to know that just because you change your career halfway through, that that's okay. You can do that if you want to. Um, So, are
1: you showing them how to be a strong, independent, independent person?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I just, and I also think that just because mum is at home and she. You know, in my particular case, I am here, I make their meals, I wash their sheets, I wash their clothes, I play with them. I'm here for them all the time. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that daddy's the only one who makes an income for our family or, um, you know, daddy makes the decisions. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't want to be put in a box And I don't want them to feel like they need to be put in a box. Mm -hmm. I also have worked for some wonderful, wonderful companies over the years. But to have the freedom to work for yourself and if we want to go off on a holiday or if I don't want to work on a Monday because I want to go to... You know, something that happens at the school for the kids when they get to that age. I want to have that freedom. So, I'm trying to create that, not just for myself, but for my family.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good thing to be aiming for. Yeah. Okay, Sarah. For someone out there who has had a baby and feels like they still uh, need some nourishment, do you have any ideas for them?
0: Well, for me... I needed a bit of an outlet and mm-hmm. I needed to make, like, make sure I was making a contribution. So, what I would say to them is that if you have an idea, act on it. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, earth shattering. You just need to take some kind of action every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because for me, when I did start taking action towards building my website – which was the first part that I did, I immediately started to feel better because I was ticking off little goals. But I will tell you one thing that I think you should definitely do. And this is what I did right, right before I started to build my website is I was watching a clip um, by a lady called Mel Robbins, where she talks about the five, four, three, two, one principle. And essentially your brain is wired in a way. I mean, I don't want to do it any, disservice. So look her up, go and look up the Mel Robbins um, video and watch it. I think there's like a two minute version, a five minute version, a 20 minute version. But um, your brain is set up to keep you safe. So if you start to feel some kind of anxiety, your brain kind of thinks, oh my God, something scary, something dangerous, and it starts to feed you the excuses. Don't do that. People will think you'll look silly uh, or you will look silly to people. Um, You'll fail. You won't sell anything. And that is your brain's way of protecting you. So Mel talks in her video about when you're going to do something. And she talked about her own journey. And for her, it started with getting out of bed. She would wake up And if she didn't get out of bed, she would then sort of start to lay there and feel, make up the excuses as to, you know, why she couldn't and too tired and reset the alarm. So, if you just go five, four, three, two, one, take action. You short circuit your brain or you short circuit its pattern to start feeding you those excuses. Mm -hmm. So, what I did is I watched that video and then I thought, I'm going to Google how to start a website. Five, four, three, two, one, started. I did not give my brain the chance, which I had given it so many times before, to say, you'll look silly, you won't sell anything, you don't know how to build a website, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is probably one of my best pieces of advice is to go and look up that video.
1: Good. Very good advice. Uh, so, uh, you have now had a business going for four years, roughly. Mm, three and a bit. Three and a half or so. Three.
0: Started in September of 2018. So, what's that? 19, three. 19, 20, 21.
1: Three and a bit. My three, bad. Three and a bit. I'll get the mass I'll get the calculator out later. Mm-hmm. So, has anything changed with the business and being a mother? Well. Not as many pooey nappies.
0: (laughs) That's a point, yes. We're getting right to the end of the toilet training phase. And I can't tell you how stoked I am about that. Yeah. But I think it's, well, they've grown together. They've they've grown together. I've had to make adjustments along the way because, um, you know, sometimes I might feel like I'm Letting things down in the business or then I might feel like I'm letting things down with the kids. like it's a complete balancing act and I've just had to grow with grow with it. Um, yeah. So, has anything changed? Yeah, plenty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Yeah, it has. And um, things that have changed is you've sort of changed the direction of your business a little bit. You've got um, our podcast now.
0: Yes, we've got the podcast. And
1: also you've got your courses that you're running.
0: Yeah, so the, the courses... Um, I started almost at the start of the business. Mm -hmm. The main course that I run is exactly what I was talking about. Holding a hand and helping other people to get their small businesses up and running. Mm -hmm. Because when I first started, that is exactly what I wanted. I wanted somebody to be there to ask questions of. um, Someone to be a backboard. Yeah, like to just be a person who has already done it and who you can say, um, if I put my credit card into here, is this safe or, you know, when I post my website, um, will you have a look at it and let me know? You know, will you do a bit of an audit on it and let me know if it looks okay? So the courses were designed with myself in mind, with the thing the thing that I couldn't find when I started my business. Mm-hmm. And then the podcast is just an extension of that again. It's an extension of the fact that I want to be um, an open book for people to be able to come to me and ask me questions. I want to share information and I want to do it on a level that other small business owners understand. I think sometimes... Um, People who are running courses or people who are doing a podcast or people who are uh, doing lives on Instagram, they maybe are a little fancy and it doesn't need to be like that. I want to be um, exactly as I am, an average person, but I really have a desire to help people get their businesses off the ground because I think it's good for people to have that focus, that goal, that project to put their energy into, because I know how much building my business helped me to feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and also generating an income for yourself and for your family and um, getting a bit more freedom into your life so that you can attend things at your kids school or take a holiday if i can help somebody else to get their dream off the ground and to make it into an actual business and i can help somebody to generate an income and have a bit more freedom for their family then if i could just help one person do that i would be happy awesome Mm, thanks I know I spoke a little about Chantelle at the top of the podcast, but I just wanted to tell you a bit more. Chantelle is a mum and she is the owner of Boxy, a gift box or hamper service where you can build your own gift. I just think this is the most amazing idea and I am so excited to speak with her. So, welcome, Chantelle, and maybe can we get you to start by telling us where you're based?
2: Yes, hello. So lovely to be here. <laughs> this is the most socializing I've done in like four months. Oh, wow. So, so exciting. <laughs> so, we are based in southwest Sydney. Um, and we service Australia wide, but we are um, Sydney is our cust is our main customer base.
0: Oh wow! And um, Chantel, can you tell us about Boxy in your own words? Yes. Oh gosh, it's it it started off as one thing, and now it's another. But.
2: Initially um Boxy was I started Boxy as a subscription gift service. So a few things happened uh in the last few years that made me think that it was an amazing idea. We had a pandemic. Yes. I had a baby and um just a few little things happened where I thought what a cool idea to be able to send a gift to someone that can be sent via a subscription so they'd get something every few months or um, or build your own sort of gift hamper. So in very few words, I would say Boxy is a gift service. You know, it's not about products, really. It's about the service that we provide to our customers around uh, what they really, really want to send to their family and friends. Yeah, I just
0: think it's such an amazing idea because like I was telling you before we started the podcast, I just so many times I have looked and thought, I just want to be able to build my own or this is specifically what I want to send and I can't find it. Yes. So how did you come up with the the idea? How did it spring into your mind?
2: There are a few sort of negative, I suppose, things that happened in my life that um, the the idea for a subscription gift came from. So we were obviously in the middle of the uh, COVID, the start of COVID, and just so isolated from everyone and I'm a Kiwi and I am, so I'm not from Australia and all of my girlfriend, my best friends live here as well. One of them lives still in New Mm -hmm. Zealand and we just couldn't get to each other. And I had um, my first baby my little girl and I although I had suffered from depression and anxiety in the past when she was about nine months old I was hit really bad with postnatal depression and severe postnatal anxiety so couple that with the pandemic it was just a you know what show and um I thought what a cool idea instead of just sending someone just a gift now and again, my best friends used to, we, I don't know, we've just got into this cool habit of just sending each other gifts for nothing. That's beautiful. And my best friend Crystal is so good at that. She's so good at that. I think she's a secret millennia because she sends stuff to us like (laughs) all the time. Um, She's such a great friend to have. And um, I, I just thought a subscription was such a, a cool idea to you know when something happens to someone bad or good like when i know i noticed when i had my baby for the first month it was there was so much attention and it was awesome but after that month everything sort of died away and it's not because like people don't care it's just because it's like that climax of you had a baby yeah, yeah have lots of gifts and we'll send you cards and care packages and all this sort of thing and then Six or eight weeks later, there was just nothing, and mm-hmm. I felt really alone, and I thought a subscription, and not just my idea as a gift subscription, but a magazine or, you know, there's so many different cool ones that call cool um, subscriptions these days. I've seen, like, houseplant subscriptions. There's, I bought my husband recently <laughs> a whiskey subscription. Um, so it's just such a cool idea just to perk someone up yeah, once no, a month, beautiful. you know, like, oh, yeah, this is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it came about. And we had a couple of friends in our circle of friends that were diagnosed with um horrible health issues as well and again we couldn't get to them we couldn't see them it was just so it was just so hard with COVID and I I think there's an aspect of that that is never going to change that we are going to be isolated for a long time but
0: you're finding the way to sort of keep people together
2: yeah that's where the idea sort of sprung from and now so subscriptions we've actually put on hold until after christmas because we're going to sort of relaunch them and make them even cooler than what they were but now i developed the build your own boxy capabilities on our website and that came out of just what my customers were asking me for they would with our pre-curated collection they would say i want all of those six things that are in the box except the blah 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 chocolate or this body scrub or whatever so I'd have to keep shopping out, and I was like why am I doing this like you know what you guys can do it yourselves and people just love it it is like like shopping in a shop for your friends or your family or even yourself i love that our customers yeah, are beautiful. buying
0: boxes for themselves i keep saying it's beautiful but it really is it's just such a beautiful idea <laughs>
2: <laughs> well there's nothing better than a gift and so yeah that that's sort of um how the idea came about and how it's always like you know it's still evolving
0: really and i i think i have this one friend who is like the most amazing gift buyer she always everyone has that friend oh, she wraps everything so beautifully and Aww. writes a beautiful card and then i am just rubbish at buying gifts. I'm really <laughs> generous with my time and, you know, I'm good at visiting people and all of that, but I'm just mm-hmm. awful at buying a gift. So something like this just suits me down to the ground because it's there and it's laid out that you can just choose it. And it sort of helps me to be better at gifts.
2: Yeah. And I think one of my real core aims was to, what when I was researching other hamper companies and other gifting companies there was not much soul in it like I I wanted something that I wanted people to be able to send something that you knew was from your best friend Mm. or you knew was from your sister because it had something you know if someone likes pink or someone likes black or someone loves coffee so everything's coffee thing you know it, it has that sort of capability I wanted it to be a personal gift. So this was one of my focuses as well.
0: Speaks volumes, <laughs> I think. And Chantel, so, oh. you know, I read your blog on your website and this is not something that I talk about a lot, but um, I really could see a lot of myself in your story you know, with respect to mental health and whatever, I haven't had any kind of diagnosis, but I definitely had some severe anxieties mm. after having my babies. I, re- I read the part where you said about your own mortality, I guess, and yeah, that was definitely me. Yeah. It's probably still me, to be perfectly honest. If my husband and I go somewhere yeah. in the car without the children, I'm just so – my main thought is getting back to my kids safely. Yeah. So do yeah. you think that having – this little something for yourself this little business for yourself has helped you with your mental health it
2: definitely has like when i started it it was all kind of a blur because my my mind just went into overdrive and just took over and boxy just happened really quickly and i think that's because my daughter was about 18 months old when I started and for that 18 months I had been in such a deep dark rut Mm. and that's where all of my energy went. Anxiety is so exhausting. It is so so exhausting. It's constant and it's extremely consistent Um, and it's just so tiring and I think That when Boxy just popped into my mind one night, and that's literally how it happened, and I can't remember how the rest of it happened, Mm -hmm. it's a blur. I was able to take that energy that I was spending on anxiety and dark depression and use it for Boxy, use it to start my business. And... The anxiety is always there, like you just said, you feel like it's always there and and it, I'm always gonna have that. I've had anxiety and depression since I was about twelve, so I know that that's who I am. It's a part of who I am, but um and I don't want to use the word distraction because I don't think boxy distracted me from it. The way I can describe it is I used that energy that I would usually spend on anxiety and I spent it on starting my business and yeah. and working on my business.
0: And I totally get that because that's pretty much exactly what I did with West of the Waves. Yeah. Jack was only six months yeah. old and I'd had such a busy career, um, yeah. very challenging, very high pace, and I'd gone from that to mm-hmm. – being at home with my baby all the time and it's not that that's not mm. difficult because it is it's just that he was just the perfect baby he slept when he was supposed to he ate when he was supposed to he was oh. happy so there wasn't you know and I had the beds yeah. made and a cake in the freezer and all of that <laughs> sort of stuff and it wasn't <laughs> enough for my brain it just wasn't enough yeah. for my brain yeah and yeah. I knew yeah that I would drive myself crazy if I didn't channel that energy into something,
2: yeah. And it's funny, like the the you know, I am a rocket plan graduate, and through Mia Friedman mm. and her team and the Ladies Startup Team, I've met hundreds of other women in our situations and it's so funny how many women say oh yeah my baby was 18 months old six months old 12 months old when I started my business and you see that trend you see this trend of women that are like you know being a mum isn't enough for me I need to be me I need to do something else as well I need to you know, like that creativity within woman and that, that business mind within woman doesn't go away
0: just because you've become a mum, mm. you know. you. you've So it is
2: like a – it's such
0: a common situation to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And Mia does such a great job, as do you, of telling women that it's okay. You don't have to be – you know, I'm like the most devoted, you know, loving, caring, attentive mother – I'm not Mm -hmm. distracted by my business and I don't, um, you know, my my mothering doesn't suffer because of that. My mothering is actually better because I'm better, you know. I I think, I don't Mm. know if I'm doing a good job of explaining that, but when I feel better and I'm feeling accomplished and I feel like I'm doing something for myself, I'm a better version of myself and I show up better for my children. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a healthy mum raises healthy yeah. kids. I think that's probably the easiest way yes. to put it.
0: Nice and succinct. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think mental health, you know, P and D and postnatal anxiety is so common, and I think you know a mum with a healthy mind raises kids with healthy minds as well. So we we, we sometimes. You've got a, we had a conversation about this actually in a Rocket Plan mentor session with Mia where I said like how is everyone handling this? How are you looking after your toddlers and looking after yourself and running your business? And a lot of the, the more seasoned businesswomen said sometimes
0: you've just got to put yourself mm. first.
2: And so that's what you've got to do. Yeah,
0: definitely. And it's awesome. Now, given everything that we've just talked about what would you say to someone who was thinking about starting a business, who had a small child?
2: Oh, gosh. We've only got like an (laughs) hour, don't we? You know, it's so cliche, but if you feel something in your heart and in your mind, just go for it. One thing that I regret, and I don't believe in not having no regrets. I think there's (laughs) heaps of things I regret in my life. But um, one thing I regret is not putting my head down and my bum up and doing something like this sooner. I had a corporate career and then I went to fashion college. Um, I went to FBI and Glebe here in Sydney and I just kind of think I mucked around too much and and I knew that I wanted to do something. I just didn't Mm. buckle down and do it. And I think uh, even if you have a baby, like don't let that stop you. You know, don't let anything stop you. Just if you want to do something, just go for it. Just Believe in yourself and just go for it. Surround yourself with the right people, people that are going to support you, people that are going to be honest in a loving way and go for it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, too, from my perspective, having the kids was my superpower. Mm. Like That was the thing that kicked me into actually doing it because, like you, I had a really busy career and I had always had this I had always had this thought in my mind that I would like to start my business, but I'd never been able to get myself together to actually do it. Mm. Had ever excuse, the son, too busy. Don't know how to do that. Who would I ask yeah. too busy? And then all of a sudden I had a baby and probably should have been more busy than ever. And that's what spurred me on to get it done. Yeah. So don't see having a baby as, um, you know, a roadblock yeah. to stop you from doing it. In, if anything, it, Like you said, most of the women that are doing Mia Friedman's course or who have the small businesses, they start them when they have a small baby. So, you know, just be encouraged by the fact that so many women have done it.
2: Yeah. And I think that, like, channeling that sort of – I think after you have a baby, even when – like, even though I had negative mental health issues after I had my daughter, I still felt that super powerful – I don't know what the word is for it. there's probably no word for it, but it's just that that power that you feel after you've had a baby like after you've had a child there is it, it's just some sort of magical feeling that you have like like I'm amazing, I can like do anything you know i just had a baby i
0: just grew a whole entire human
2: (laughs) yeah totally so it makes everything else look so easy like i think that it makes everything else look so easy and manageable once you become a parent you just have this this different way of functioning which is awesome it is awesome and we we should definitely use that women should use that to their advantage
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I love that meme that I see sometimes that says, um, I made my own people and now I am their leader. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me laugh every time. (laughs) Oh gosh. And Chantelle, what is it that you love about Boxy? Hmm.
2: I love everything about it. Yeah, It is kind of like, The kid in the candy store. When I was little, I loved playing shops. This is like the simplest way I can put it. I loved playing shops. I loved like lining things up and taking, you know, Orders and all that sort of thing. I just loved that whole. Um, I've always been quite interested in retail, and that's why I think, like, I went to fashion college, but I didn't want to be a fashion designer or anything like that. I was genuinely interested in the intricacies of retail and how it worked, and yeah. Um, and I definitely use that in my business now. But you know, it, it's been such a journey personally for me, and I get to see these beautiful things that people send each other. Mm. And it's so uplifting. Like it's it's like being the ice cream truck driver. You know, you see happy kids all the time and you give them ice cream. Like what is better than that? But that's kind of like what my job is. It's so beautiful to see how much people care
0: about each other. and Yeah, well, that's exactly right. You've sort of placed yourself in a unique position where – you're always seeing people be kind or send love. Mm. No one's going to send anybody mm. a hamper if they don't like them.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's, it is it is really uplifting and it's really fun. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of my stockists are, are mums like me and I I really wanted to I hunt down those stockists because I want to support other mums in business. And so it's great to be able to connect with those other women and, and just be in such a creative world. You know, some of these business owners are just so, they're so talented. And the stories that you hear, you know, like Somersault Body, everyone knows about that brand. And, you know, she started at the markets and now – you know, she's stopped everywhere, all over the world, and it's such a beautiful story, and it's it's so uplifting to be woven into these different stories and be a part of all of these different stories, which is a p- a part of our society at the moment is is kind of trying to stick together and help each other out and support each other and and so it's it's really amazing to be a part of something.
0: Yeah it's just so lovely. And what sort of percentage of your products would you say you get from other small businesses?
2: So everything that I stock is from a small business.
0: Oh that's amazing. I thought you were <laughs> going to say like 50% but that's just amazing.
2: So all of our stationery products are designed in australia and owned by australian companies all of our food products are made you know our chocolates made in the blue mountains in canberra melbourne our food products are made in australia i mean now and again i see something pretty that i love that's not made here but it might be owned by an australian company or i just like it so it goes in the store to say, you know but i'm really one of my key focuses was to stock Australian products. And like Tori from, you know, the small business community and so many other small business champions say, we've got to support small or there won't be any small and there won't be any small business. So that was a really big focus of my, um, of my business model was to stock Australian products.
0: Oh gosh, that's just so beautiful. And Let me ask you, do you have a really good hack or do you have a really good piece of advice for other small businesses? This was the only
2: question. I was like, I don't have any hacks. Um,
0: Oh, you would. I kind of make my hacks up
2: on the spot. Oh, I I really, I don't even know if I have hacks. My hack is, like, don't (sighs) be prepared for things to go a bit sort of, Pear shaped. I think, I mean, I think what I've seen a lot of other small business owners say is I've worked so hard on this and I'm not getting sales or I'm not getting this or I'm not getting conversions or I'm not getting traffic to my website or I'm not getting Instagram followers. Da, 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 da. I think you've got to be a bit more prepared to to lose a little bit more than you're going to win in the beginning because it's really every single market now is competitive um, because there are so many small businesses owning um, opening up and starting up but yeah just be prepared and you I mean you develop a thick skin after this because you you learn that you know you learn to take the rejection and you learn to take the you know like a customer complaint for example that's so hard to deal with but once you've done it once you're kind of like okay, I, and it won't, it won't, it will happen more than once. So, my mm. hack is not a hack, it's just advice. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be easy and, and prepare yourself for it not to be easy. Be, but you've got to be tough about it, I think, and you've got to work hard. Um,
0: yeah, definitely.
2: You've got to work really, really hard. I don't think people understand really how hard it is to run and own a small business in this day and age. It is so hard and it's so competitive. And, I mean, you're in an industry, the fashion industry, which is so huge. Like I I know how huge the fashion industry is. And, you know, it's hard to look at, you know, like look at what your competitors are doing and being like, oh, it looks so good and they're so perfect and why am I not? And, you know, you compare yourself all the time and I think you just got to use that – um and work harder you know like be definitely be up get up early in the morning stay up late at night work on your business when your competitors are sleeping and you know do what they wouldn't do and one of my keys in my business is and why I call my business a gift service is because I'm so focused on customer service Mm. and that's why I think I get so many return customers is because they know i'll look after them and i really go that extra mile for them you know if it if it takes me another couple of hours or you know if it's just my time or you know whatever i just want to go that extra and it takes a lot of hard work and concentration and focus and and but you just got to do it you just got to do it.
0: And Chintel, do you have a like a big warehouse or do
2: you do this from home or? So I have a studio in my home, which mm-hmm. leaps into the rest of my home. <laughs> That's like me. Like everyone else. <laughs> so yeah, when we have big orders, we have a big space downstairs where we chug out all of our sort of corporate orders and hold, you know, bigger amounts of stock. But I have a little studio room where I can... Play with pretty things, and you know that's like the little creative space, and um, yeah. So it's run from home for now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does get to the point where it gets a bit, you know, all-consuming.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm yeah.
0: preparing for a pop-up shop or whatever, everything just leaks out onto the dining yes. room table, yes. and I do pack all of my orders. Absolutely guarantee that if you get an order from West of the Waves, it was packed on our breakfast bar while the children were having their (laughs) breakfast. That is where it gets packed.
2: (laughs) I love it though, you know?
0: (laughs) No, it is. It's, um, you know, everything that you were saying just then. I mean, I guess I was so naive. Like I've had, I've worked for big companies and handled multi million dollar projects. And then you Mm. come to owning your own business and I didn't know. Like about a conversion rate, say, for example, like when I first started, I was so naive. the industry mm-hmm. average of conversion rates is two per one hundred customers. So you can have a hundred people go to your website and two might convert mm-hmm. yeah, um, I didn't know that. So you know, if I was having like one point five or two point two for my conversion, i I didn't know what what was good or what was not good. Yeah, you have to learn those things, yeah yeah
2: and it's so like it is really hard. I mean this is probably another hack/ slash advice thing, but being prepared to do everything yourself, you kind of have to be you know this is another meme thing, probably, but the business owner that does the accounting, does the order ordering, reps orders, you know, does social media, we have to do everything. Mm. And that's another thing that you have to be prepared for. And you have to learn a little bit of everything. And but then you become an expert in one thing and that is your business. You become the expert
0: of your business, which is yeah,
2: ideally what you want to be, you
0: know. But I love knowing every little intricate part of my business. I, I, You know, when I ask you that question and I ask lots of guests that question, what do you love about your business? My yeah. answer is the same as your answer and oftentimes most of my guests say the same. We just love every part of it. It's like our yeah. little thing that we put our energy into and if it succeeds, you know, the joy that comes with that is ours.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's so rewarding and it's something to be so proud of. I was actually just thinking this morning because we just sent a huge order out this week and I'm sending out the last of hundreds. It was a order of hundreds and I'm sending the last out and I liken it to it must be what like an artist feels like when they sell a piece of their art like you don't want to let it go because you're so proud of it and like for example if you have one of your pieces that that you're not making anymore and you send out that last piece of a particular dress or belt or whatever and you think, oh, I'm never going to see that again. That's, that was my baby and I remember starting it and finishing it and working on it and now that's the last piece that's gone out and there's like this sense of kind of sadness that you're letting a part of it go. So
0: Yeah, I can tell you one of the happiest things that happened to me, it's happened to me more than once now, but the first time it happened I was just beside myself, is I saw someone at a party wearing my dress. <gasps> <laughs> And I was just, you know, oh. yeah, it was amazing. It was the best feeling. That is amazing.
2: And that's what people in interviews always ask, like musicians, what does it feel like to hear your song on yeah. the radio? You know, it's like that. And I remember when I first started Boxy One of our ambassadors, Kayla from Highlands Hamptons, who I'm obsessed with, I sent her a few boxes so that she could try out what we were offering. And she just makes beautiful content. And when she sent me the video of what she made, I cried. I was like, that is so beautiful. She's taken my beautiful thing and made it beautiful, her, in her home and her space and enjoying it. And it, I don't know if it sounds funny because it's just a freaking gift box at the end of the day, but.
0: No, but you've poured your energy into it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I, yeah. I get and it. your
2: vision. Yeah. Your, like with your your pieces, it's like a vision that you had in your mind that you're now seeing someone wear at a
0: party it's like what how did i do that i'm amazing oh my goodness and it's also too it's like when people appreciate what you've done yeah yeah it's
2: it's super special it's such a privilege too you know it's such a privilege to be able to live in a country where we have the freedom of creativity we have the freedom to be businesswoman we have all of these freedoms yeah. And I know that's a hot topic at the moment, freedom. Um, But we do have it, and I'm so appreciative
0: of that. Oh, well, you're doing an amazing job. You are spreading love and kindness to people every day. And if people want to find you or they want to use your service – Tell them where they can find you. So on Instagram, we
2: are at send underscore boxy, B-O-X-I, and we are www.sendboxy.com.au. And we um, are available via text. If you want to design a gift with us, we will text you and design a gift with you
0: via text. Oh, Chantelle, well, thank you so, so much for your time. I'm very appreciative of your time. And I hope that people reach out to you and send some beautiful gifts to their loved ones.
2: Oh, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll come up with some sort of cute little discount code for your followers whenever you
0: want it. Perfect. We should put that in the show notes. <laughs> Definitely. Thank
1: you, Chantel. <laughs> okay. Wrap up Snap Quiz. Mm-hmm today's episode was about starting a small business when you have a small baby.
0: This is right, yes.
1: If you had your time over again, well, hang on, here's a better question. If you decided to have another baby, would you start another business? <laughs> I have
0: not. So, yes, that is true. I've had a baby and then started a business and I've had another baby and I've started another business. I am not having a third baby. Okay. If I have a third <laughs> baby, I'd I would love it. Absolutely, as much as I love the other two, hands down, but it is not in the plan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, if you had your time over again, would you start?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, cool. Yeah, I I, I love my businesses. I love them.
1: And you love your children? Yeah, I, of course I do. If you weren't a mother, do you think you would have started a business?
0: No, I, I, I didn't. I, I just didn't. So I just um I feel like once I became a mother I got some kind of superpower or something and that's what actually gave me the drive to do it. I think they go hand in hand. Awesome. I did it I did it as much for me as I did it for my family. Because I want to be free and available to be here for you guys. Yeah. You too, Brian. You too.
1: Well, that was leading, That sort of leads on to my next question. Do you think you would have been able to do it if you were a single mother? Oh no! I think you could have.
0: Do you reckon? No, yeah. not, I not don't taking think so. away anything
1: that I've done. <laughs> Obviously, um, I'm probably they can probably change my name to the Rock. Oh God! But um, no, bro. I don't think it, I don't think that you couldn't have done it. I- and there's people out there that may be single mothers. That are, they're looking to do something that I think they could probably do something about as well. They've just got to have yeah, a good I think support they, network. I
0: think that they could. And I think that if they had the correct, like, support network around them, um, they could. But I just don't want to take anything away from you in that situation is that at this, you know, you. with the journey that we've been on, I don't think I could have done it without you.
1: No. Anyway, well, at the hear. risk
0: of giving you a big head. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Things Small Biz. You can get more tips and find out about all the latest stuff we've got going on at the All Things Small Biz Instagram page or join our Facebook group, All Things Small Biz Family. We'd love you to follow our social media pages or you can jump onto the website, www.allthingsmallbizpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening.